alright, that's fucking plugged in now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. That fucking microphone's on, man. Didn't he say anything <laughs> mad like? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, and we're having a chat about Deep Blue Sea for the final episode of Shark Month. It's the Guys on Film podcast. The uh, star attraction at my local aquarium has been repossessed. Yeah. Turns out it was a loan shark. So, what's on today's show? Uh, okay, so, as you'll <laughs> have recognised uh, from the... Uh, formation of letters on the episode title we're having a notes on Rennie Harlan's masterwork Deep Blue Sea starring multiple people that we'll mention Uh, so we're just going to be having a little notes on that starring actors starring actors Um, Um, remind remind people if they don't know Rennie Harlan what what else has he made that makes this his masterpiece Long Kiss Goodnight, but that's probably a better film, actually. That's fair. He's also done Die Hard 2. Which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, he did Cliffhanger as well, where he's a producer yeah. and director. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I mean, so he's, do- he's done a fair few bits and bobs. Um, he, was, he was also involved in Alien 3, but he moved off it and, yeah, moved off it before it was done, left it to Fincher, I think. Yeah, he also, I think he. I think he also had something to do with um, one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films as well. So you know, he's he's done a lot of you know a lot of things really, hasn't he? These are almost like facts. So yeah, we're going to get into <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Okay, I just had a couple of mashups. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for Deep Blue Sea, that I was going to give you so uh, Deep Blue Velvet. Okay. Yeah. So that would be like Dennis Hopper. Uh, getting weird the, with sharks yeah would it would it not be like people trapped in a sort of underwater base but like instead of being chased by a shark they're being chased by Dennis Hopper uh, <laughs> I mean it could uh, it's, it's up to you I mean you know it's Pretty fine oh, yeah okay. uh, I've got deep blue impact okay so yeah. this is a huge a huge shark instead of the meteor is coming towards the earth and uh, Morgan Freeman as the president is having to convince people that they'll be fine <laughs> yeah okay um, um, I like it I like it again N- NYPD Deep Blue Sea <laughs> um, uh, so that's all crimes committed by sharks now have their own uh, law enforcement this is a series as well so they, they uh, have their own law enforcement arm to deal with Shark related felonies. What do you think to that? Would one? you would you call it a law enforcement fin rather than an arm? Oh yeah, I guess I guess you could, yeah. Yeah, but listen, this is not the guys on television series podcast. This is about, guys on uh, podcast. On. I've got I've got one more, but I'm gonna have to whisper it to you so that you know children don't hear. Yeah. Deep blue throat. Oh yeah. Okay. Um just make that what you will. You be the judge. I mean, I think sharks' jaws just like pretty much open up straight into their stomach. So, and they—I mean, from what we've seen, they don't gag at all. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what have you got for this episode? Have you got anything anything interesting for us, or are you are you coming um, in hot? Well, 
I'm coming in hot, and you know that for a fact. Um, I've had to squeeze in watching this film, but I do have some notes on it. Um, I'm coming in very wow. hot. Can I tell you the first fact of the episode? Go on. It's a fact you're not going to like. I'm currently residing in my bed bedroom, uh, sitting by my laptop, doing the recording, just in my pants. It's, t- it's <laughs> uh, too okay. hot. I mean, it's too it hot. is quite hot. It's Although here in gross. Coventry, it's it's currently threatening to rain, but it hasn't quite done it yet. <laughs> You're threatening to get out of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay, yeah, no, I, I've just basically got bits that I think I can add in along the journey that are kind of observations of what we saw, what I saw when I watched the film. Does that sound all okay. right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay, so I'm going to give you, even though we did it like, you know, a while ago in the uh, original Shark Month Episode. I've just got to give you the official synopsis for Deep Blue Sea. Um, The official synopsis. Searching for a cure to Alzheimer's disease, a group of scientists on an isolated research facility become the prey as a trio of intelligent sharks fight back. Uh, So this was released in 1999. So it's it's getting on a bit. You know, it's nearly coming up to its. uh, 20th anniversary so we can celebrate that next year Um, but it would be premature to do so right now Um, it's 1 hour 45 minutes so it's at least 15 minutes too long if you ask me Um, and the tagline is bigger, smarter faster, meaner and I think in it's probably the case with most shark films taglines like that I think are kind of pointed towards Jaws aren't they like they're like they're it's a comparison thing to Jaws really isn't it yeah bigger meaner smarter blah 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 than Jaws they may as well just put than Jaws on the end than Jaws yeah exactly there is another tagline that I quite like Uh, there's a couple actually one is how fast can you swim I mean, that's more yep. of a question. So, I mean, yeah, but it's good. who's it asking it? Who's asking it? Like, it, it basically makes you go, could I swim a shark? But in the Which film, bit? they explicitly say that no human yeah. could outswim a shark. Yeah, exactly. There's quite a few of these moments in the film where um, expositional fact dropping goes on. Um, yeah. Where, so, you know Michael Rappaport, who's in... Um, He's in the one that you love. He's, with, he uh, was in uh, True Romance. He's in True Romance. I think he was also in uh, Copland. I think he yeah, was he's in Copland. Called, yeah, he's very good in, in Copland, Copland as well. Uh, but he specifically explains how the average human uh, swims at a rate that's like far, far behind that of like even the average shark. So, uh, and this is whilst he's getting really wound up about things. So you know, yeah. What's the last tagline? I say, Um, "Welcome to the endangered species list." Pretty good. I mean, not factually true, but yeah. Because even if, even if, like the fifteen or twelve people or whatever it is in this film all die, the rest of humanity's not 
going to just be near oceans all the time, are they? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I mean, are they going to make us extinct if we camp out at the top of Everest? I don't think so. I know, it's not like, exactly, it's I mean, not we'll like, die anyway. you know, we're living in the sea. I mean, I'll be okay in Coventry. I mean, we're, we're quite landlocked. It's not like all of a sudden we're going to get, you know, loads of uh, these sharks just in the city centre making actually, me extinct. <laughs> Mate, you are going to get extinct. Um, so, actually, that just leads me on to one of my, um, the, probably one of the better notes that I wrote down. Swimming with furniture. What? Um, <laughs> so... Basically, that's kind of what you were just describing. Is like if like the sharks made it into Coventry. It's this. It's kind of the same idea as uh, you know, in Alien Resurrection, they do the big swimming scene with the aliens coming after them. Yeah, there's a sort of concept art aesthetic here of somebody going, "I bet you it'd be cool if this place got flooded with water," and yeah, you've got this floating furniture and rubble and all that sort of stuff, and then. What does this office space look like? Un- completely underwater. I think that uh, yeah. actually. What made would Primark? Two films. What would Primark look like if it was completely you submerged? Know, yeah, like let's submerge with like handbags everywhere and sharks just going mental. But that that's the only way that we could be on the endangered species list. But then the world would have to be flooded, really, yeah. for that to happen. So you know, it's basically water world, isn't it? And you got to deal with Dennis Hopper again, yeah. Again, again. So I mean, you know, quite quite close to my original pitch, really, wasn't I? Deep blue velvet, yeah. Um, I think that so was the working did... title for um, Waterworld. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I did. I did actually have a, a note here, seeing as you mentioned Alien Resurrection. Um, yeah. I, my note is set wise reminds yeah. me of Alien Resurrection. Yeah, had exactly the same thing bing, down bing, here. Bing. There's quite a few things like that. Okay, um, well, I think, first of all, what we've normally been doing is is kind of our headline, you know, what's the crack? Did you did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? What's your, what's your bottom line? Let's get the bottom line out at the top of the show. I'm going to say I liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was Yeah, great. me too. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that I didn't watch it at the time that it came out, really to be honest, but um, it's pretty good, really. Um, it's good fun. There's loads of good set pieces. And yeah, uh, I mean, actually, the worst bit of it is the effects. That I'd say that's one yes. negative point, but you accept them because it's quite daft. And yeah, the set pieces are good. And actually, when you talked about the duration of it, the one thing I would say is it has a very particular sort of 90s action film feel of... Um, having an epic chapter based sort of progression where you think everything's all over but there's just one more set piece to go Um, (laughs) yeah yeah and it it happens a lot in the sort of bay ones and uh, maybe some Bruckheimer ones but also the one that really comes to mind is speed so it's all on the bus they got off the bus and then they're in the underground yeah you see now the thing is I've never been a fan of that one I always feel like that's a bonus track what the underground bit yeah I always feel that's the bonus uh, track at the end of the album you know like you've got you know a bit of silence and then all of a sudden you've got a you know one that didn't quite make it 
Nah, it's a well good visual when uh, they're hugging and they're holding on to the pole because they're handcuffed to it. America's Sweethearts. Yeah. <laughs> but also, okay. it means that you get an extra chapter where Dennis Hopper's head gets smashed off in Top yeah, of the Train. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I mean... It's the Dennis Hopper episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you enjoyed it then, yeah? I quite liked it. What wow. about you? Um, I'm going to refer to a note, one of my final notes, actually. It's not my final note. My final note is uh, there is a point where a shark makes a noise. Mm. So that that was annoying. Um, underwater as well. So... Yeah, it just kind of roars or winces or something and... You know, yeah. but anyway, I saw this twice at the cinema, wow. and I was I was really really looking forward to it. So I would have been nineteen when this came out, so I was old enough to know better. Um, but I actually went to see this two X at the cinema, uh-huh. and I was just complete. I was just completely sold. First promotional image that was released was one of Thomas Jane um, in the depths, and one of the huge, one of the biggest Mako sharks was kind of behind him, sort of looking round, and it, and just that little image there, like really sold me on the film. I was like, Whoa. yeah, this is going to be good, and I went to see it twice, um, mm-hmm. and I also purchased it on DVD Whoa. from America, so Region Whoa. One DVD actually, oh, you know. So I mean, that's I did I did enjoy it quite a lot when I was when I was that age. I've never, I've never gone up to Blu-ray. Why? Though. Why did you not wait until it was out on DVD over here? Because I was gagging for it. <laughs> well, no, you because I thought idiot. getting Region One DVDs was just like cool. It's like cool guy stuff, right? And I think you know, we like all realise now that it was nerd guy stuff. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But I, I did get I did get a few. I mean, there was some that were just never going to come out in the UK as well. So, you know, that that was that was decent. Or you'd get slightly different cuts. Like, for example, well, you buy a certain region of Kill Bill Volume One, and you actually got the full is it House of Blue Leaves fight sequence in color instead of black and white. Right. So there was there was sometimes a little bit of a you know like you'd get the proper version whatever uh yeah. so anyway i actually really liked it and watching it the other night i really i really enjoyed it again wow and like you say it's let down by not not the prosthetics uh or the physical effects because i think the physical effects of the sharks are really good wow. like they're they're brilliant the model's Pretty great good i would say well, there were one or two bits that i I mean, most of the times the physical ones i'd say my complaint is not the look of it but the movement of it um, there are quite a few moments where just things like the way it splashes around look really stupid, and then also like it. I mean, I've seen like, you in the sea, and you know, I can probably say the same about you as well. So that's you know, that's not true. I look elegant. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty good in the water. I think. Okay. Yeah. Like a dolphin. Mm. Yeah, like a human dolphin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there was actually um, f- a fact here: fourteen different visual effect houses worked on the film's sharks, both I guess physical and CG. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering whether or not that's to do with a stressful production. Is it? Is it maybe? 
Like, not that only the com- combined efforts of 14 studios w- were, you know, possibly ever going to get it done. Is it more like, well, they just ran through them all because they were all doing a shit job? <laughs> well, maybe because back then computers were, you know, quite crap. And to actually render, you know, CG sharks would, yeah. you know, take a lot of computational power. So maybe they needed, you know, 14 PCs all lined up in a row. Yeah. to actually render these, you know, fairly poor, poorly rendered sharks anyway. I mean, remember that year the Matrix came out, so True. there was no excuse for being shit, really, was it? And and Jurassic, Jurassic Park had already been out. Yeah, for five years. And that had a bit of CG in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, what was... What was your uh, favourite bit? What was your best bit or your couple of best bits? I'd say... Um, I think there's a couple of times with electro, uh, electro, wait, sorry, wait, wait. electrocuting sharks. Electroshark. Yep. Um, the second time is pretty good, although for no real reason a lady takes all of her clothes off. No, there, there is a real reason. Come on, man. Have you not done your science... Go on, tell me. Feed me so, you, so Ian didn't pay attention in his science lessons. Okay, so she basically is trapped in a in a room with oh, shoulder, shoulder height sh- shoulder height water. Hold on a minute, shoulder height water. I mean, and I, a shark is a, a shark is snapping at her like it's going to get her if she goes in the water. So what does she do? She has a brainwave because she's right next to a junction box. So she rips the electrical cable out of the junction box. It's all like buzzing. But she thinks, oh, hold on a minute. My feet are exposed. And if I get water on my feet while the cable's dangling in the water, I'm going to get dead as well. So what she does is she steps on the rubber wetsuit. So she's protected from the the water because the water will conduct but the rubber will not. So it's very clever. So it wasn't just a, an excuse to show a lady in a, in a undies. I mean, completely. Yeah. It, I mean, it was really though, wasn't it? Yeah. But there was science behind it, but there was science behind it, but like, yeah. Science for the sake of sex. Yeah. Um, but that does, that's another thing on my list of things that reminds me of the alien franchise from this film. Um, having to disrobe in order to take on like the the horrible predator in some way. Um, Get yourself all vulnerable, basically. Yeah. But then in Sigourney's case, get inside a space suit. Space suit. Maybe she was trying to make the shark get a, you know, a raging semi so that it wouldn't be out of swimming. It keeps snagging, (laughs) keeps snagging against all the underwater like filing cabinets and, Stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe that was part of the plan as well. Is that how that works? I mean, it's got to be like worth the, a try. I quite like in that scene. Um, so she's scared momentarily by a model that appears in the water. Not like a supermodel, but like a sort of plastic model of a shark. And she thinks, yeah. oh shit, it's a shark. And then it's just a model that's got its brain out anyway. Um, yeah. So she pushes it away. And then from the vantage point of where the shark actually is, you just see its fin come up in the water. And it's like, and it's the yes, real one. Man. Now it's the real deal. He's going to go get her. Business time. 
Um, that's pretty good. I like that. That was a good moment. What was your favourite moment? Big spoiler alert, but I'd forgotten uh, Saffron Burrows. So she plays Dr. Susan McAllister and she's basically created these Generation 2 Mako sharks that are, um, you know, 25% bigger, faster, meaner, massive brains on them so they can do like, you know, problem solving and hunting and stuff. So she creates these sharks, right? Um, Now, I didn't expect that they'd kill her off. And that, that to me was a shock and a surprise, even though I'd seen it twice at the cinema and, you know, a couple of times on Region 1 DVD. Yeah. It was still a big shock. Um, and I, I thought that was that was quite cool. And I, I'm not sure if if that sort of ending would go down well these days, um, but it, it was it was put in because the response to her character was that audiences just didn't like her they thought you know you're an idiot you're the one who's kind of done this so basically when they tested it with audiences uh she didn't test very well so they killed her right at the end of the film they actually went back and did some re-shooting let's go with that that's what they did yeah yeah okay do you know that for a fact yes i'll move on let's move on yeah okay Um, Uh, i quite like that and and look it's a classic scene, even though the CG is well ropey. But uh, so Samuel L. Jackson's in this film, and and he does pretty much steal the film. I like the fact that he's sort of playing like a um, a lawyer, sort of nerd guy. So he's essentially playing uh, Hammond's lawyer guy in Jurassic Park. So he's there to oversee things, yeah. And, you know, a bit of a finance interest and all that. So he's playing that guy, but he's also got like. Um, a background and he's 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 been through a bit of a disaster scenario himself with an avalanche um and i just think he's a pretty cool character i actually really like samuel r jackson in this i think he's up into a point he's the best thing about it um and everybody's seen it seen this film apart from you uh he's going he's going through this big dialogue about how um they got trapped in this avalanche and and basically um the avalanche didn't kill all of the people. It was actually infighting and, you know, maybe a little bit of murder that happened. Um, and then a shark just pops out of the, the water just as he's about to get to the climax of his, his uh, you know, big speech and just chomps it's not the him. the only thing that popped out. Yeah, yeah so that, that's, a good, that's a good scene. That's a good little shock. Although the shark is rendered quite... Badly there as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so Samuel L. Jackson. It's you know, I I think this film could probably do with uh, a remake with Dwayne. Yeah, I think so as well. That I reckon it. I reckon he'd smash it. What do you reckon to Thomas Jane? Yeah, what was with his accent? I don't know what I thought about his accent really, but I just thought his character was a bit of a non thing yeah, do you know what I mean was, there really the, wasn't an awful lot to him yeah he was the the shark whisperer wasn't he yeah talks to like, the sharks and wrangles them you kind of know what you're signing up for when in the first like sort of couple of minutes into it he's out in the water like doing what you know what those like divers do with dolphins where they sort of hang on to their fin and swim alongside them he's doing that with like murderous sharks <laughs> um, that are like almost 20 foot long it's just like well 
Okay. And he's doing it with, like, no gear on at all. Yeah, he manages to do it right at the end as well in, you know, basically the they're in this kind of... The, the shark's trying to leave the enclosure, he's trying to get out, and Saffron Burroughs and Thomas Jane are both in the water and they're bleeding a bit, so the shark's very interested. So the shark eats Saffron Burroughs, but, like, at full speed. Like, it's a vicious, speedy attack isn't it it's like fast but then when it goes to attack thomas jane it misses that's because he misses him first time he knows he he knows how to evade sharks he already did it at the start of the film and then when and when the second attack comes he does this kind of thing where he just manages to sort of do an underwater backwards somersault onto his fin but i mean like you know this the sharks all of a sudden just doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, it's and it's got like more space to do. Yeah, what it wants it's like a penalty do. shootout. It's like an open goal. And he's missed twice. Yeah, stupid shark. Actually, smart yeah. shark, I suppose. But um, it's a little weird the way the shark acts. Like they didn't really have to put the reversing shark thing in, did they? No. Sharks can't swim backwards, and they're. Like, well, sharks can't swim backwards, and then they show the shark swimming backwards to like reverse, create space, and then like r- take a run up towards people that's about to kill. Um, that feels like something they could have just not had to do. It's just so you know that they're not like regular sharks, you know, all shark rules are out the window in this film. Okay, that yeah. is okay, that's fair, but I mean, did they have to break all the rules? I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. can we agree that? You Wake My Bird was the best line in the film. Um, Can we agree? I suppose so, because yeah. It's, Some of the- because it's certainly not beneath the glassy surface, there's a world of gliding monsters. It's not that. That's not... No. That's not the best line. Nor the bit where he says the tagline in explaining that the sharks <laughs> want freedom, they want the deep blue sea. That's not the best um, bit either. So you wet my bird. Yeah, it's probably it's because it's because LL Cool J has a parrot, and the shark eats the parrot, and then after like, LL Cool J bird. kills it, he says, "You wet my bird," uh, which I was a bit disappointed. There was um, so so he he does a one liner on the shark. Fantastic, great. But when Saffron burrows, and this may be the reason why she didn't go down with the audiences very well, when she electrocutes the shark, she doesn't give it a one-liner. She just plonks the thing in the water and and kills it. She doesn't even say anything like, your fries, or anything like that. Yeah, what would be a good one for that? What, well, I've just, to- I've just gave you one. Your fries? Yeah. That I mean, that's shit. He's not... Like it's not made out of potato. <laughs> uh, have you got a better one? So you, you're um, electrocuting a shark in your pants with a big cable. And what are you saying to it? I mean, I can get my head quite into this because I am just in my pants right now. <laughs> you're really in the zone. I'm 50%. Have you just had there. a cable? Yeah. <laughs> what about, can I shock you? <laughs> I like sharks. <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> um, yeah we'll, we'll come back to that um, I mean you could just say it like 
Sean Connery. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Um, so there's one there's one funny bit at the end of the film. So loads of people have died. There's only two people remaining. Al Alcool J and Thomas Jane. And basically Saffron Burroughs has just been like eaten by the shark. Horrendous. It's like horrendous eating going on. Uh, and like literally moments later, like 30 seconds later, Thomas Jane and LL Cool J are having banter about sushi. Like, I'm never yeah. eating sushi again. And like they say something And like about someone's literally just being ripped. Yeah. Yeah, safe from yeah. the game. Like, and they're like, ha ha ha, we lived and they all died. So let's just have, let's have bants. Yeah, let's have one liners. Let's have one. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's so like 90s action film, but yeah. you know. But it's good though. It's brilliant. It, it is good, but it's almost it's like, like they, were, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they weren't going to acknowledge that this woman had died either. Yeah. It's not like, oh, that was a that was bad about the doctor, wasn't it? That just got eaten right in front. That was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't what do that. There's another, just... another one-liner. Uh, sharks have got fins. What about you're finished? No, but you'd have to really, really stress to emphasize the fin. The fin. Yeah, mm. stress the fin. Um, so, what did you think to the shark rap at the end? <sighs> I mean, I mean, it, it was exists, a low point, doesn't it? it? Yeah felt it was a low point yeah it was um, a contractual obligation really wasn't it yeah I mean who do you think he is Will Smith yeah it, I mean it was it was alright but uh, yeah probably best that they just stick to like the um, cinematic the score cinematic score exactly yeah, I actually sorry, thought the cinematic that. score was quite good as well wow. there were bits of that that reminded me of like Alien Resurrection as well Weird. Have we just been going duped. Have we been duped into watching Alien Resurrection again? Probably, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I've got some parents' guide here. Uh, so it has got a bit of sex and nudity. It says that there's women wearing bikinis, which is true. Um, a woman strips from her wetsuit, and throughout the rest of the scene, she is in in her bra and panties. Uh, violence and gore. Several people die, most of whom are eaten alive by sharks. Um, a shark a shark bites into a man, takes him for a vicious swim, and then shares him with another shark. <laughs> do you think you that go, it mate. was a sort of sharing arrangement, really? Or do you think <laughs> you know, that the other one just they, stole what it wanted? It's more of a snatch. Yeah, I like that it's described as sharing. They're giving the sharks a lot of credit there. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There's a, you know, there's a little bit of a, a thing there. Um, so there was. It said that there's four F words in there, and I, I gotta say, I can't remember them. You got shocking memory. Can't uh, remember any of the uh, F bombs. I can't actually either. Maybe they have been removed from the version that we watched. I hope so. Um, yeah, no, I can't actually recall them either. Can you remember okay. them at home? Why not swear at us across our uh, social media? <laughs> Tell us uh, on Twitter or Facebook what they were. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash guys on film. At UF Podcast. 
Um, I one other thing. Can I just have you got any other on uh, parents guide or? No, no. I've, that that segment's done. Closed. So I just was going to say just about set pieces. The sheer number of different bits in it. There's a lot of sort of. I mean, you could call it creativity. I mean, it is pretty daft most of it. But I mean, there's a lot going on. They had a lot of ideas. So the chef getting trapped inside his own oven. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and he. And he's like, kind of, I won't die an ironic death as well, which was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, the electrocution stuff. Um, the <laughs> the moment where the, uh, the Stellan Starsguard's character, who's the sort of um, crazy doctor who comes up with the idea of how to do whatever experimentation they're doing with the sharks, when he's airlifted away, with um, yeah. his is it his arm or leg missing arm missing I think arm um, um, yeah he's being airlifted on uh, hardwood like a sort of hardboard um, God what are words evading me Ollie? listen they've got like, one of those bed things yeah <laughs> a stretcher and, uh, a stretcher and uh, but he's been dangled on a cable up from the sky, and then he gets dropped back in the water, exactly where he didn't yeah, want to go again. Absolute nightmare. But I do think that the effects budget was largely blown on the set piece of the helicopter crashing into the building, and also I'd like to say that the building reacted to the helicopter in a way I don't think I've ever seen any other building react to a crash. Um, what completely just, shit in itself. It just explodes everywhere, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> like, well, f- fuck this then. <laughs> mad fire everywhere. And a lot of the fire, another uh, observation was just that a lot of the fire is um, like sparkly fireworks rather than actual flame. Yeah, that's quite Which, Michael Bay, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite acceptable for like 1999, but no, you don't see it as often. No. Um, so yeah anyway full of set pieces full of good stuff okay I've just got one thing I want to read out to you here so this this is on the animatronic sharks uh, so the filmmakers watched videos of real Mako swimming frame by frame then borrowed equipment and technology that's typically used in 747s and built the sharks as self-contained units um, with the the remote control machines these sharks had 1,000 horsepower engines weighed 8,000 pounds and swam on their own without the use of external wires or apparatus up to a speed of 30 miles per hour. Uh, So they built four of these sharks. um, And it says here that Rennie Harlan recounted, one of the sharks was sitting in McAllister's room and just as we were getting the computer programming finished, so they, you know, computer programming these so that they could control them, um, all of a sudden it leapt up and went through the ceiling. All these two by fours flying away like matchsticks. It gave us an idea of the awesome power of these creatures and how careful we had to be in terms of the cast and crew. Um, and, and how and these things can't be close to them. And how the computer program had to have a fail safe procedure so nobody got hurt. I think that this is a film in itself. What part? Like mad, mad petrol sharks <laughs> going absolutely crazy. Just, um, what would you call it? 
burning blubber. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I think that would be. You know, you know. Have you ever seen any of those YouTube videos where there's a car just like doing donuts in a car park, but there's no driver in it, and someone's trying to get in to stop it from doing mad donuts? <laughs> I mean, no, not really. <laughs> so, I mean, this is just a, a petrol shark going absolutely mental on a film set, and everyone's hiding from it. Apart from Thomas Jane, that's trying to do underwater backflips onto its fin. That's pretty cool. Um, it just reminded yeah, okay. me in my head of uh, Jewel, where you don't see the driver of the truck. It's just a big mad truck that's after you. Um, uh, and there's one more fact. So for one scene, Thomas Jane had to swim alongside a real live shark. He was only it's allowed quite, to shoot this quite near the star, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, but he was only allowed to shoot this once he had completed all his other scenes, which I think is fair enough. I also think that's a lie. Not that he okay. swam, not that he swam with it, but the way that it's written, like, why, <laughs> like, he must be insured massively. Then, like, they film yeah, all the other I scenes, mean, and then he just gets killed swimming with a shark. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I mean, if you were doing a film, and one of the scenes was like you're swimming with an unpredictable real shark. Would you do that scene at the start of the film shooting so that, you know, if, if anything happened, then you, you're screwed for the rest of the schedule? Or would you do it right at the end? So you've got your whole film, and if that bit doesn't work out, then, you know, you could just CG or something. Well, I mean, it'd probably be easier to do it at the start, because if he does get hurt, you just shut down production and live off the insurance money. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have a film, we wouldn't have a podcast. So, but it, I mean, we could still do it. We could still do a notes on shutdown films, but it, you know, we'd never know what what joy it would be. Um, Deep blue sea. Yeah. wonderful. What so, uh, so I've I've just got a, uh, one last thing. So this is because this is the end of Shark Month now. Okay, it's done. If it's over. So. It's finished. It's finished. Well, it is. I mean, it is. Is finished with next week. We've got our August look ahead, where we will probably mention the Meg one more time. Um, okay, but for all intensive purposes, Shark Month is is fin, is done. But have you been waiting? Have you been sitting on that one for a little while? No, I haven't. Um, but what have we learned from Shark Month? Well, let me tell you what I've what I've learned. Okay, so always tell people where you're going. Number one. Okay. Okay, so, you know, make sure that you're contactable, that people know where you're off to, okay? And if you are are attacked by a shark, remember, punch the nose or slash and gouge the eye. They don't like that. Yeah, they really dislike that. Yeah, they're they're very sensitive. It's like, you know... It's their biggest pain. Or wrap cling film around its gills. That is another thing we learned. Because they breathe yep. through their gills, not through their face. Yep. Um, one line of the shark for an accuracy bonus. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Or you're finished. Yep. Um, yep. Or can I shock you? 
Can, I think can I shock you is the best, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Try to stay away from sharks, if at all possible. I mean, yeah. I mean, because what, what I would say is that a lot of these films, but apart from Deep Blue Sea, I guess, there is always that character that doesn't want to be near the shark anyway. So just stay away from the sharks. Just say no. And they were always right. In every yeah, they were always right. Always right, yeah. Yeah, every single yeah. time they were they were correct. Um, Any others? Yeah, three more. You oh, don't wow. need to label your sun cream bag if that bag is see-through. That's true, yeah. Blake, lovely it's unnecessary because your sun cream will have text on it saying that it is sun cream so you don't need to put a little label on it saying sun cream yeah, you're not going to be confused but just uh, can you think of some examples of where if the text wasn't on the bottles what type of bottles you might accidentally mistake for sun cream with horrific outcomes like um, tragic outcomes like oil yeah so you just actually cook your skin yeah, oil or something like that. Have you ever had oil glue. come? Yeah, glue. That I think that's probably more likely to be in a tub the same as a a sun cream tub, or um, some kind of like squirty dairy product like cheese or something. That would also be <laughs> salad cream or creme. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Lilos and inflatables out in the sea are an absolute no-no. Okay, why? Not even... Well, sharks will eat you. Because they can see them from the bottom and they know that the director wants a sort of money shot of, like, holiday-making juxtaposed with terror. So Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Horror slash holiday. Uh, horror, Horror day. And finally... You definitely will not hear them coming. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. You get such a you won't be in your bonnet about this thing. Well, you would hear a bee in your bonnet. You would hear that. You would know. You would. You'd hear yeah. it rattling around, hitting the sides. But sharks. But I, pre- don't I think roar. I prefer my film sharks to shout. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we disagree. Yeah. Um, that's fair enough very good but there, there we um, go that's what I've learned from Sharpmonth have you got anything you'd like to add that you've learned from Sharpmonth or um, not really no I think it's been you know um, there are some sharks that will actually try and take you take you down um, yeah so, some some of the films are factually inaccurate but there are actually some that will um, come after you especially if you've been shipwrecked as we found out with USS Indianapolis yeah. Um, so those are the. Um, do you remember? Do you know the name of them? Because I do. Uh, the white tips. The oceanic white tips. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another. Well, fact. I, I just I'm just giving them their shortened name, like first name basis, just the white tips. Uh, so that's what I learned. One last thing, though, related note is that today they released the poster for Aquaman, and um, it's got a significant number of. Well, sea creatures, but a significant number of sharks on the front of it. So, sharks. you might be get sharks. 
but we might be getting some shark related fun in that film you up for oh it, yeah man? so there's like a kind of I'm looking at it now so there's a sort of squadron of orcas at the top I really dislike how they've got those in such a sort of symmetrical formation there formation um, then to but- the left and right of those you've got um, some Kyogres from Pokemon yeah yeah, uh, it's got some turtles, uh, some killer whales that are oddly coloured. Everything else is sort of a, almost obscured uh, in the background by the you know sort of depth of the of the water. And then mm. you've got loads of you know, loads of sharks. You've got your hammerheads, your great whites, you know, your other ones. You've got some skates, some rays, some swordfish. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of sea creatures here. What do you reckon about just, Aquaman? He's wearing trousers under the sea. I, I don't. I'm not keen. I mean, why? Why are you wearing leather trousers in in under the ocean? Yeah, he's literally wearing a land animal skin to get around in the ocean. Exactly. I mean, unless it's shark, what you're well. wearing. What you're wearing right now is more appropriate. Yeah. And what Almost he's wearing mean. right now is more appropriate for a podcast. Probably. Yeah. What? I, I know for a fact that you always wear your leather trousers to podcast. I have to edit all the squeaks out. Um, yeah, so actually, some housekeeping for within our own episode. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! I mean, you can just Very get good. rid of my version of it and put the actual housekeeping. But maybe I'm wrong with the symmetry thing. I just thought the symmetry of the orcas looked stupid and something that like an <laughs> art director said to do. But maybe they travel around in threes. I have no idea. So okay, I just want to. I just want to step back from that sort of um, callous knee-jerk reaction to that. Um, okay, and, fine. And the other one is I tried to come up with uh, a cool name for the film about the petrol sharks and came up with burning blubber. But actually, yeah, I think it's whales that have blubber and not sharks. So oh, that's a no. double housekeeping on one episode. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah, shocking. So you know that uh, Dolph Lundgren is in Aquaman? Is in it? He is in it. He stars in it. Oh, mate, he's going to get eaten by a shark. Yeah, so there we go. Cool. Well, uh, there we go. There's there's Sharpman. So, Ian, do you want to uh, play us out? If you'd like to listen to all the rest of Shark Month, if you haven't already, then you can go back. You can listen to episode 91, Shark Month. That's kind of like the greatest hits of Shark Month. Um, episode yeah. ni- 92, Notes on the Shallows. And then 93, Notes on USS Indianapolis. All part of Shark Month. And how do you do it? Well, you can find all the episodes or the links to them from facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And you can send us a message on there as well. We'd like to hear what you thought of the month and also what your opinions on the films from this month are. Um, and if you can record it, even better we'll stick you on the podcast so if you want to do that get your voice recorder on your phone and then just send it over to us on facebook or you can email it to us guys on film podcast at gmail.com wow wow and what else cool. what else would you like people to do if if you've got opinions about podcasts that you don't want to just chastise us with about an open in the open setting of uh, social media then it would be great if you took our survey which is pinned to the top of our Twitter, at GOF Podcast, and it's also pinned to the top of our Facebook page as well. 
So yeah. go do that. It'll make us very, very happy. Yeah, or sad, depending on what you say. So, you know, be careful. I just like people being engaged with it, man. If they tell us it's a pile of shit, then that's that's fine. Not for hearing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they thought it was a pile of shit, then I'm fairly it certain won't... they wouldn't have just sat through, you know, 48-odd minutes. Yeah, they wouldn't have made it here. Yeah, so, well done. What are you doing here? Get out of here! And we'll get out of here now. Bye! Yeah, bye!